When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Unwanted house guests can cause major stress on homeowners. I'm not talking about your friend who hasn't gotten the hint that it's time to leave. I'm talking about animals. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. You might not be as crazy as you think. That noise that you hear in the walls or your attic that sounds like a bear could actually be a mouse, bat, raccoon, or even a squirrel. Dane Meyer, training coordinator and supervisor at Quick Kill Pest Control, explains how to handle these unwanted guests. But first, he explains what we should be on the lookout for. So typically... Um Usually our general invaders to homes are going to be your typical general insects. So those are going to be, you know, spiders, centipedes, millipedes. As far as rodent side of things, um, the types of rodents that are looking to get in are going to be a lot of things around the foundation, around the base are going to be your typical smaller rodents like mice and voles. Occasionally we can get chipmunks inside, but it's pretty rare to find chipmunks inside the home. And then as we move up farther um, along the building, once we get closer to the roof line, we're looking at more of larger animals looking to get into the attic spaces. So that's going to be your squirrels, your raccoons, your bats. Mice can still get up there too, but it's typically more towards the larger animals at that point in time. And then right now around this time of year, um, as it's getting colder, a lot of those mice squirrels, larger and smaller rodents are looking to get inside right now. And actually, the insects that we're dealing with right now that are really prevalent around the fall time, we call them our fall invaders. But those will include Asian lady beetles, stink bugs, box elder bugs, and umbrella wasps. Are there any new animals that have begun to be a nuisance that maybe weren't in the past or any trends that you're seeing? Um, So typically not so much. I mean, there hasn't really been too many new pests that have kind of popped up, but a lot of the pests that we deal with are on different types of cycles. So depending upon where they're at in their cycle will determine how prevalent they are for that year. So for example, our fall invaders are on a 12-year cycle. So if it's, you know, year one, year two, year three, you're probably not going to see quite as many of those out and about. But if it's, you know, later on in their cycle, year 10, 11, 12, we're going to see them more prevalent. So typically, like right now, box elder bugs and Asian beetles were on the later side of their cycle. So people are seeing a little bit more frequent activity of those around the home compared to stink bugs, which are on our lower end of the cycle So we're not seeing nearly as many of stink bugs around people's properties at this point in time. What makes a wall or an attic in someone's house so appealing for these animals? A lot of it's just safety and warmth, especially around this time, even in other parts of the home. But typically in the attic, there's a lot of insulation up in there. And when rodents and insects are going around people's homes, they can sense a change in temperature. So usually around the fall time, the rodent activity picks up a little bit more because they can sense that change of, hey, it's 40 degrees outside, but it's 80 degrees in your attic compared to in the summer where it's, you know, 90 degrees outside and 100 degrees in your attic. It's harder for them to tell that kind of change. But around this time, it's almost instant. If a mouse is running by a spot on the top parts of the home and they just sense that 
heat change. They'll start chewing to try and get in. They'll look for any sort of cracks and crevices around the roof line, around the chimney line, basically anywhere and everywhere that leaves about the size of your pinky nail. That's about the size of a hole mice need to get into people's properties. Will they be seeing or hearing these animals or both, I guess, even What are the signs that an animal is potentially already nesting in your house? The first thing that we kind of let people know is when mice and other rodents, I mean, more so mice, but other rodents included, when they get into people's homes, it's not like once they get in, they're indefinitely there. That's one common misconception is people think as soon as they have a mouse issue inside that that mouse is inside their home 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year, when that's not actually the case. They're constantly going in and out of the home to look for food, water, a mate, that kind of thing. So when they do that, they leave different signs around the property that we're able to see and use that to our professionalism to find those spots and seal it up. What should people do if they think that they do have an unwanted animal in their house? What are those steps to take? Well, the first steps to take is just kind of um, be detail-oriented. If they're hearing any sort of activity in their attic or even finding signs of common invaders in the home, having some evidence of that. So when we call up to try and figure out what's going on into people's attics, depending upon what they're hearing can be a plethora of different animals. So typically when we're talking about like mice and those types of things, mice are usually dusk and dawn types of creatures. So if people are hearing scratching in the early morning or late at night, very light scratching, that's typically going to be a mouse in someone's attic compared to if they're hearing something that's actually moving across the boards or more of a scurrying throughout the daytime. That could be something that could be like a bat or a squirrel or something along those lines. What do you guys do then to help remove these unwanted animals? What is your role? We pride ourselves on exclusion-based work. So a lot of times, depending upon what's getting in the home, finding the spots where they're getting in the home and providing either a one-way door that allows whatever's inside to kind of leave, and then we can go back around and seal up those spots to prevent anything from getting on the inside ever again, or just finding those spots around the base or around where like the siding hits the ceiling on the outside of the home and finding those common spots where mice squirrels, bats will typically invade and sealing them up. Um, Some common spots for those for mice are going to be around like your AC lines leading into homes, your gas and electric plumbing lines, any sort of change in siding. If it goes from like a brick faced side to like a vinyl siding, right where that kind of siding change happens, there's typically some cracks and crevices that mice can get into. And then a lot of times interior and exterior corners of homes. So where the corners sit on the outside of the home, usually they have like corner caps on those spots. A lot of times those are wide open and mice can use those to get inside or up into the attic space. So we seal those off and then the interior corners. So where it kind of goes inside the home and you can kind of find a spot right underneath that corner where there's usually a hole or two where mice are getting up underneath there. And as you mentioned, this time of year, it's not just those critters that are moving in, but so are those bugs. And you guys help with that insect and pest control. So at what point of time of an infestation should people move from that repellent they're getting at the store to calling the professionals like you? 
Well, I mean, typically, a lot of times, even over-the-counter products aren't applied in the manners that they should be. I mean, a lot of the materials that we use as a pest control company, a lot of those materials people can actually find over-the-counter. So I would say at any point in time when someone's not comfortable using an over-the-counter material, or if it gets to the point where they've used it once or twice and it's still kind of out of hand, kind of reaching out to us because we use the best practices using those materials and making sure that they're applied correctly, applied where they're supposed to, applied how they're supposed to, to get the best um, designated results. How busy are you guys this time of year? How many calls roughly would you say you get? On a daily basis, we just checked out our call logs for this last week. And I mean, it kind of depends upon the days. If we have, you know, a colder day, we don't get as many calls, but we have a nice warm day like this where a lot of those fall invaders are flying. We get a lot more calls. So I would say This week alone, probably average of at least 100 calls a day. This year, maybe just a little bit higher than previous years, but typically, yeah, it's around around that call volume. How often do you receive calls for some of those bigger rodents like raccoons, bats, squirrels, or things like that? I wouldn't say nearly as much. I would say maybe one-fourth of the calls that we get deal with more of the wildlife services, dealing with raccoons, squirrels, bats something that's a little bit larger getting into that attic space. What is maybe the most out there, in a sense, call that you've received for that animal that came in that really took you off guard? (laughs) I would say we don't really do too much termite work around the area. The cusp of termites versus carpenter ants is pretty close. Carpenter ants are actually Wisconsin's number one wood-destroying insect over termites just because it gets a little cold up here. But as we've been getting warmer weather, we've been starting seeing a little bit more activity with termites. Um, So as a company, we really don't do too much termite treatments or remediations, but we've had a few that came in this year that was kind of a, oh, wait, they actually do have termites inside their home. Now we have to go forward and put together kind of a specialized plan for them because we haven't really had to do that before because of the termite activity that we haven't seen. That was Dane Meyer, training coordinator and supervisor at Quick Kill Pest Control. He said that their role is similar to an electrician or a plumber and that a homeowner can do some things for themselves. But when it comes to a bigger job, like in this case, those unwanted house guests, it's time to call the professionals. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.